0: what's up guys welcome to episode number 97 of the always race day podcast presented by the carl auto group i'm connor ferguson here with caleb sluha i get it right this time
1: it's slow, huh? just sloha just like right. slow on the track but not in your hearts
0: uh real quick before we get started i want to thank carl auto group uh, fantastic group of people you go get a car there i promise you will leave the place without a speck of dirt on you it is the cleanest car place in the country and that's my own personal guarantee uh you can try to bet me on it prove me wrong i don't think anyone will be able to it's been two years since we started doing this podcast no one has ever told me uh that they found a place cleaner than the car auto group
1: we actually at our used car dealership just bought a uh, car from auction that was from there and it's clean and nice so uh yeah there's a purchasing process with them well, I didn't personally purchase it. Our boss went and bought it from the auction that they would have sold it to, but uh, yes. it's named. Yep. What's your name? uh, Cor- Corridor Motors Corridor. is ours. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, right. yep. So you know about it. Yeah. Yep. So basically right. uh, they sold it to auction and then my boss bought it from auction, but yeah, it's clean, clean car running good. And um, we'll sell it to somebody else.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, if you guys, haven't heard caleb yet you probably haven't listened to every episode i feel bad for you uh be a diehard on this podcast you'll love it uh caleb's been on with us a few times he's helping us out this year he's big with nascar and all that stuff so the post daytona 500 uh episode is the one we want to get him on for sure uh damon is coming back i guess he coached a hell of a bowling meet this weekend
1: hey damon i
0: don't i don't know what I don't know what his placing was like it was in the thirties of like a 60 team tournament or something. And they had like a record team high or something like that. They scored 5,500 points, which is like 5,400 more than your favorite college basketball program.
1: (laughs) It's probably about how much I would have done if I was bowling that many games. So
0: let's get to it. Ricky Stenhouse junior wins the 65th Daytona 500 uh, climbs the fence afterwards. Did some pull ups. That's impressive. By the way no one is giving uh ricky any credit for doing pull-ups after a three-hour super speedway race
1: yeah no kidding i mean especially being up on the the fence like that i'm they just waiting for any
0: marathon runners do <laughs> i don't think they could
1: yeah especially after the the grueling of being down in daytona and yeah doing that long going through all that It's it's impressive for sure
0: so he, uh, he ended up getting a push from Christopher Bell. The Dirt fans are going wild uh, about that, and we'll, we'll get into that. I don't know quite yet what I want to lead with, which is just bad po- – can't even talk today. Bad podcasting on my part, um, but I am writing down something I remembered I wanted to talk about. So what, what uh, stands out to you the most about Ricky's win?
1: I, well, I think it's just, he finally has a Daytona 500 victory. I mean, all of his victories have came at the super speedways. We've seen him win Daytona and Talladega before, but uh, now he's actually got the crown jewel of Daytona 500, which I think just edges him in as, you know, one of those great restrictor play races.
0: That's actually, that's a this is great because I just added this a bit ago Uh, we don't usually do rundowns but it's already helping me because otherwise you guys just listen to me and Damon go off on tangents and sometimes it turns out funny we get really lucky with that uh why why is it it seems I don't know if it's every Daytona 500 I don't know if it's like in the coming days of a super speedway race at Talladega uh, or the uh, Coke Zero 400 why can't people understand that super speedway racing is a separate skill from the other tracks we've seen phenomenal road racers suck everywhere else but no one it seems everyone my mentions is like well they just get lucky and and that's completely false bs
1: yeah i mean i think there's definitely a skill set there i mean you take a look at the guys like say dale earnhardt for example or even junior, you know, guys like that. They can be good at other tracks, but they are known for being very good at the super speedways. And I mean, you look at even like Tony Stewart and stuff, the amount of times that he could find his way to victory lane, you know, on a Daytona Talladega, there's just that other key skill set. You find certain guys emerge on those super speedways, you know, like the McDowells and stuff too. Um, where they just tend to kind of consistently be there on those tracks.
0: I'm, he has one win ever.
1: Yeah, well,
0: into that one. I we're win. not even going to go into. That's it. on my. That, I, he's on my luck chart. Trevor Baynes on my luck chart.
1: I, I refer to McDowell. My friends, of course, you know, call him the Super Speedway Racing God, and that's kind of the stance that I take on it too. And it was so funny because I was referring to him all week as, "Hey, there's that road course God," because you know he will every once in a while I'll throw in a top 10 on a road course but he yeah. has
2: a
0: it's a and castle askability of crash avoidance at times and yeah. you don't notice him because he's not like one of those super speedway guys that is going to run at the front all day long he almost always sticks in the back yeah and that's that's how some of those guys are where the i ironic mean ironic thing today he was running up front when he wrecked.
1: yeah and that's kind of how the like people like Austin Dillon play it too. We didn't see Austin Dillon near the front all day long for the, you know, the most part. And then, you know, you look towards the end and all of a sudden he's in the top 10. So, you know, it, there's different angles that everybody takes from it. And, uh, but yeah, there's just a handful of guys that can absolutely go out and be good at that level.
0: Well, it, and I'll get to a couple of those in a sec. Cause I was surprised that no one dropped back, but, uh, i just don't see how people don't see that there's people in these cars that are better at daytona and talladega that's why corey lajoy who's not in my top five and i'll get to my top five but he's in my top 10 and that's why he succeeds at that new atlanta layout which is puzzling mind-boggling and i'm sure gonna be a weird race this year um in the same ways I, but yeah like early in the race when everyone just stayed still I was shocked no one dropped back and now I'm a diehard um, every Sunday I'm watching NASCAR at almost every day of the year every weekend I'm watching Dirt tracks and Xfinity and all that, all that stuff um, the common fan had looked at that like my boss Chris if you're listening Christopher he called it a boring race and I, I just hate especially when you get to know so many people in the industry that you got to have a, a rack that takes out a big name in the first 50 laps. Otherwise the first part of the race was born.
1: Yeah. See, I was the exact opposite. I really, I, I am one that does not like super speedway racing. Um, I always liked the tandem racing that yes, we had. We I thought about this. Yeah. that was exciting, but I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I, I think, you know, in the last couple of years we've seen where we race single file and then we attempt to throw somebody through the catch fence and I, I can't, I can't get on board with it, but I thought like today it was a good race where they were. Yeah. The first, you know, couple laps, they really didn't move, but it was still better than being just single file right along. And then, you know, they actually stayed racing, you know, and, and were in a pack the entire race, um and yeah eventually ended up having a couple big ones but we were going to get that whether it was single file or not anyway so
0: 40 car pack is intriguing it's awesome it is great you know and the guy's staying too wide it's strategy wise that's why people ask me if i think austin hill is going to be a really good super speedway racer and i look at him and i'm like man he's in the xfinity series i don't know there's like seven guys in that series that i would trust with a car on sunday yeah i i mean i think not to say The other ones suck, right? Like super speedway racing, precisely. Like there's a lot of people that don't have the experience that might go out and try to do something dumb in the first 20 laps. You know what he's going to do against 40 pros rather than the guys that race against far less contending teams and drivers.
1: Right. And I still think, you know, if he gets to that level on a consistent basis, I mean, I think he would be one of those that is probably going to be good at plate tracks, in the cup series, you know, cause again, it's just there, you kind of have a knack for it. And if you have a knack for it, you just tend to, to be good at it. So yeah, obviously there's a, a bunch of different things. I, you take a look at like Brad Kozlowski too. the guys that are active. He has the most super speedway wins with seven. And yet somehow it's like, he can win at Daytona in the fall. He can win at uh, Talladega spring, fall, anytime. But it's like that day. Daytona 500 he just, he can't do it. And you know, it's, it's one of those things where if you are good at it, you still might not be able to get your hand on it. And, uh, there's, there's just some guys that have it. And I think Austin Hill probably, if he gets to the cup level um, is going to be one of those that will be good at play races.
0: Yeah. And it's, I mean, IndyCar car on a different scale. Um, no one, really will take a lot away from what i'm about to say but like scott dixon is like people are like oh he still hasn't gotten his second indy 500 and there's a lot of really good indy 500 or indy car drivers that haven't won an indy 500 marcus has i think it's only one career win, and i think it was the indy 500 last year
1: yeah and i I, there's a lot of similarities between those two races where i mean nowadays really it's kind of a crapshoot You know, you have to have a good car for the Indy 500, but, you know, it kind of just becomes like a crapshoot between strategy and and all that. So You uh, you have
0: to to know when to make that move, what move to make. You got to execute it. You can't come around the fourth corner uh, as my favorite driver crash into the wall and then let my more favorite driver who's running second uh, win the race. Um, Yes. You can't do that.
1: So, while we're on this subject of that, too, by the way, one kind of cool thing for me when I first got into racing, my two favorite IndyCar drivers were Dan Weldon and Tony Kanan. And I, it wasn't planned, but I ended up going to my very first Indy 500 the year after Weldon had won it and passed. Um, so they, of course, were doing a big tribute t- to him and all that. So that was really cool to be there for. And uh, I am planning on going to the Indy 500 this year. And then they announced that it's going to be Canan's very last IndyCar race. So it's going to be kind of an interesting moment to be there for like big moments of my two favorite drivers.
0: That's fun. I might uh, head down there this year. I haven't decided yet.
1: Have you ever been to one before?
0: I've not. Yeah, you should go.
1: It's, it's one of those things where it's like at some point in everybody's life, if you're a motor racing fan, like you got to do it.
0: For sure. We'll, we'll figure out what we can do funding wise for that coming up soon, hopefully. Um, so let's talk some more stenthouse, because that's what everyone came to this podcast to listen to. I've been preaching and I, I completely switched up the betting strategy this year. And if I hadn't, I'd, I need to go calculate what I would have gotten had I not switched it up usually I end up with like eight or nine guys, and I pick all of them to win. Um, And this year, I sprinkled top fives um, for the four guys I picked. I took Bubba Wallace, Ryan Blaney, Travis Pastrana, and Jimmy Johnson. None of them finished in the top five, so now I saved myself. I won all of it back with three units on Bubba to beat like Austin Cindric, Michael McDowell, and another guy that racked. I forgot who it was. Bubba got 20th and still beat all of them. So
1: I just don't understand the strategy of looking at two guys that have never raced super speed with this card and, and betting on them. I had some friends that also oh, bet like, on Travis. Lies. Well, no, just like uh, so, I had that my team? thing
0: was a group. That, oh, you're talking about the long shot one. <clears time.
1: throat> yeah. So
0: typically, what I've been doing when we do these betting videos, um, and we used to do them with DraftKings, uh, they took forever to get their odds up, and then left Jimmy Johnson, a two-time champion, at plus four four thousand today. <laughs> and I, I called someone a bimbo. I probably shouldn't have done that. Uh, my Circa app's not working either. Uh, and Chris does a lot with them. So oh, by like the next two weeks, I want to get all those circa, but I guess we'll kind of see how things play out. We're not tied to anybody uh, legally where we have to do that. But my, I typically would pick one favorite and then two underdogs because if the underdogs win, you're putting less money on them. And as long as you put less money than what it would pay for your favorite to win, then you're making money if any of the three of them win.
1: I can roll with that, yeah, because I can't. I I would definitely classify. I mean, I had some friends that bet on Pastrana and Johnson, and I just it, it wasn't going to happen today. And well, okay, yeah, if the chance is, is Almar- always there. But-
0: we will get to Stenhouse. I promise to you. Promise <clears> you that. <throat> if Eric almarola wasn't a thing, then Travis Pastrana was in fifth with a lap and a half or one lap to go. Uh, okay, but all I'm saying, all I'm the- saying, someone could blow a tire. Ricky Stenhouse was running out of fuel. Who's to say he doesn't get magneted to the other four cars up there and Travis Pastrana goes right by?
1: I mean, anything could happen. Yes, I'm just that's saying. It's all I want. The odds were that it wasn't, and that's just you have to like think of it. Sometimes there's those people where like, okay, two to go, one to go, with Pastrana leading that race. The odds are somebody behind him is going to figure it out better than he is. That is just the case. I felt the same way with Danica Patrick where
0: like no 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 i
1: know one is a
0: total battle the other one has been described to me by one of my closest friends as a c-word i will not give out that name. oh lordy who would refer to pastrana as that no no Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, that okay. Was, okay. No, but
1: that's that like, good. there's, there's certain people where like, if they're leading, you know, and I just throw her in as an example, but you know, if she was leading with two or one to go, she just didn't have that set where like somebody else was going to outsmart her. Somebody else was going to figure it out more than she would. And this, I just,
0: this was the first year in a while that the guy leading at the white flag ended up winning the race. That is correct. You can yes. thank Christopher Bell for it. But that, that is a stat. It's also the first time since 2011 that a single car team has won the 500, and that's probably my favorite stat of the day.
1: Uh, my favorite, well, I, there's the one I sent to the group chat. That's probably my favorite stat of the day. Uh, with every year that ends in a three, the <laughs> yeah. seven-time champion or a guy that's drove for the Wood Brothers has ended up winning the 500. And I had to be reminded that Stenhouse substituted once for the Wood Brothers. Um, so he does add into that, but every single year since the Daytona 500 started, if it ends in a three, it's either a seven time champion or a guy that's drove for the Wood Brothers. So that's my favorite stat or the one that it is the first female owner Daytona 500 win and first uh, African-American Africa. owner. Yeah. Win for the Daytona 500. So that's pretty cool too.
0: Yeah, it um, it's it's crazy, uh, cause so I'd usually what I would usually do with the bets on Daytona is I would take my top five list and then I would sprinkle a few others. Stenhouse and Austin Dillon would always end up there. Uh, they're four and five on my list right now. Um, I, you could argue Ricky's third because he has a five hundred and three wins to Bubba's one. Uh, yeah, I w- I would move him. I'm moving him up. I'm adjusting my list already. So, I'm, you know what? I'm doing it again. We're, we're going full Ricky, full Ricky uh, Homer mode tonight. Uh, but I got Denny Hamlin at one, uh, Stenhouse at two now, Ryan Blaney at three, Bubba at four, uh, and then not at fourth and also not at fifth, but in the Damon Helgewald, uh honorary spot at 4.5 uh, is Brad Keselowski because he always has to remind me that Brad's really good. <coughs> uh, and then Austin Dillon. So I would always end up, all those guys would be on my bed slip.
1: It makes sense. I just, I just don't, I don't, well, I don't sports bet a ton in general anyway, but I just think like, if you're going to bet on like Daytona and Talladega, you might as well just give me your money or throw it out the window. But, <laughs> you know, cause like, again, that that group is very good at restrictor plate racing, but there's also the chance that somebody takes them out on lap two. So, you know, <laughs> it's uh, to me it's just not worth betting it on
0: and I, it, there's a beauty to that in this race and there's a beauty that if you go back in the last 10 daytona 500s i think half of them were won by that
1: roster oh yeah and that's um i mean do you want me to give my my top five
0: i, I would it's at four out of ten because keselowski hasn't Well, no it is five because austin do won one yeah i got it
1: so I mean, so my my top five is a little different. Uh, I don't have Bubba Wallace. Um, I think he's decent, but he just hasn't shown that like he can, you know, consistently be up there yet. But he's still a, your a number good...
0: five is Danica, right? Yeah, absolutely, I'm all the way. Active, but that's okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my top five, and this is in no particular order, uh, you got to go with Denny Hamlin. I mean, if you look in the past decade, he's been either running or finishing in top three almost every restrictor plate race towards the end stenhouse of course he's got you know four wins now i think it is uh brad keselowski three only three i thought he had four now
0: three for stenhouse it because he's won Dega once he's won the coke zero once interesting
1: okay uh brad keselowski Obviously, you know most active wins for, at Super Speedway. Uh, Ryan Blaney, I think, is the same deal where he just always seems to find himself in like that top three. um I, I would have
0: got eighth tonight with a Franken car.
1: Yeah, like half that thing. It was it was bad, but yeah. So he still ended up there. And just the last several years, he's always found his way either running in the top three towards the end or finishing there. Um, I would have said Ryan Newman if he was still active because like those three Hamlin, Blaney and Newman were like just up there every single time. Um, but I got to go in my number five with Greg Van Alst. I, I really, you know, after his performance in the ARCA race this weekend, we had a long shot when the ARCA race <laughs> what a great pass coming out of four, uh, turn four. Oh, it was okay. just All right. beautiful.
0: I my buddy was trying to get into NASCAR a few years ago. It was over COVID. And it was the worst decision I ever made. I said, the ARCA race at Talladega is on, if you want oh, to go. Oh, God. And the lead pack was six cars running single file.
1: There was some painful, and there were some painful moments watching Daytona ARCA. But you know what? You got to give you know, credit.
0: It was fine this year. And I want, yeah. I want to yell at people, because they, they'll yell at you for watching ARCA, because it's a complete shit show sometimes. And they're sitting there watching every F1 race. I can tell you what's going to happen in the third F1 race. (laughs) You're not going to like it. Max Verstappen is going to get lucky on a call, um, get out to the lead, and then win by 17 and a half seconds. And people are going to argue that it's a great race and it was a great product. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. ARCA Arca is kids learning. There is no spot in the world where you can learn the skills to race at Daytona and Talladega other than ARCA. That is the first. I'm not even going to go.
1: I wouldn't go that far. Here's why I love ARCA the best. There's kids learning. You literally have these teenagers that are working the ranks and learning and and doing all this. And then you have these 50, 60 year old men that are out here just for a hobby. I mean, it's, it's a great mashup. You look at Scott Melton and how fired up he was. I I love it. I just absolutely love it. So I, and you got to give ARCA where the credit is due because they were the only ones to finish under green. Uh, not the trucks, not the Xfinity, not the cup, but ARCA finished under green. And so
0: we keep saying stuff that I want to get to. in a sense. Uh, <laughs> I want to shout out Frankie Muniz uh, was running forth a car cut across his bumper. For some reason, it tore the back bumper off the car that cut across his lane uh, and then screwed up the front right part of his car. So we had to go back to 30th, uh, went from 30th to 11th in 16 laps to end the race. I'm yeah, I mean, to watch him. That, like that's just—it's the most fun storyline because I grew up watching Malcolm in the Middle, and I'm really excited to see that every week.
1: I'm I'm really excited to see just how good you know he's going to be able to do on those different types of tracks, and yeah, it, it'll be fun to see him. And he had a blast too. He said so. uh, You know, it's it's going to be a good battle, uh, I think, with him. I hope he
0: walks into a couple wins, and then in two years ends up racing for Noah Gregson Johnson. Petty Legacy Motor Club.
1: The, the Legacy, yeah,
0: th- that name. I just wanted to throw the funnest team out there. <laughs> I feel like him with those guys would be like, that's like a roster I drink beers with.
1: Man, you think that's going to, uh, he is 37 the best at this one, point. I think,
0: I'm just saying.
1: He's 37 at this point. You think he's
0: going to still uh, work hey, his I way up? I don't think he's going to make it to the Cup Series, no. <laughs> Get a truck ride, though. I, that'd be cool. I There's mean, a few it'd... truck rides that are occupied by some drivers that, Probably don't have another step to go in their career. Yeah, yeah. We're not throwing well, under the bus. We are talking about Ricky on this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, because I could I could name a couple too. Uh, there's one driver in the Xfinity series that uh, is a veteran in the Xfinity series and just irked me off with the moves that he made at the end of the Xfinity race. Um, you would think if you've been in the Xfinity series for 20 years, you'd somewhat have it figured out, but
0: it's really crappy to come out come off uh, Sam Mayer like that
1: yeah no not quite not quite but all right uh I have the Ricky
0: Stenhouse uh story I was uh I wasn't parading it around I sent one tweet about it uh but I was telling you guys about it on Twitter once <laughs> first bushlight post NASCAR uh 2023 I'm excited um so I was down at it was Knoxville Nationals in 2021 And I'm get i walking the pits uh, with Matt Weaver, or I think I might have been in the uh, press area and starting to walk there. Uh, And I get a call from my dad, and he sounds hammered, just as drunk as you could possibly be with the sun still up. It was 640. Hot Labs hadn't started yet. Uh, We're just excited to see night two of the Nationals. And I said, what, what are you doing, man? Um, and he's like, well, you know, just up here drinking with, uh, with Dave, uh, Bob, and uh, Ricky. And I said, Who, what do you mean, who's Ricky? And he goes, what? And I said, who's Ricky? Like, who's your friend Ricky? I haven't met him. And he goes, oh, yeah, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Well, we convinced him to drink with us. He said he wasn't supposed to have any, uh, but he, he ended up drinking a little bit with us. And he just sounds plastered. And I'm like, they must have had 17 beers with Ricky Stenhouse Jr. I can't imagine what he said to him. And he keeps talking. He's throwing out hot takes about what he thinks is going to happen in the race. And they were so far from I mean, it was like Harrison Burton wins the 500 today. And in second is Travis Pastrana pushing him. (laughs) That was what he was. hes like, I think this is going to happen. And I'm like, all right, well, he's really drunk. Uh, So Ricky's down on pit road later on. And I walk up to him with Matt Weaver, and I'm like, hey, you don't know me, uh, but I think my dad was up there drinking with you. I apologize if he said anything. that uh, came off the wrong way. And Ricky goes, oh, no, it's okay, Conner. He told me all about you. Good to meet you, buddy. And I ta- awesome. talked to Ricky before at Knoxville, and I think he remembered me anyways. Uh, but just genuinely, like, one of the nicest guys out there. And there's not a person that could walk up to him and have him
2: Be rude. I I don't think it's possible. And there's
1: not a ton of drivers in that
2: field that you can say that about.
1: Yeah. I mean that, and that's, you have to remember, like he's been around for a while and, you know, I think any interaction that I've had with him when I've done Iowa speedway and stuff like that, you know, it's always been positive. Um, Not a ton of interaction, but, and that's where I do think people kind of forget too. like, he is a, a solid dirt driver. He's got Xfinity championships. He's, He's you know, Mr. Iowa Speedway. Yeah. He was Mr. Iowa Speedway for the longest time, you know, and he could go win. He's got a a long history. I mean, we have to remember too, there was a point where he was kind of getting shunted out of NASCAR because he was wrecking too much and he, he tightened up and went to go win those championships. So he is very multifaceted, and I, I think a lot of times he probably doesn't get the credit that he should get. Um,
0: and years later, Quinn Hoof was in a start,
1: com car, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, he was. And uh, I'm not sure where he's at now. We're really dunking on a lot of people on this podcast. This cannot be, uh, I don't think Quinn will be uh on the, the podcast. Is gonna come after me, the Danica one, probably. Not you can you me. can send. Them my way. I listen. I I'm not gonna say she's not talented. It just but that my point stands well, of like if, the she was, time Ricky. if she was if she in that scenario, it I didn't even realize happen. what we
0: were. We weren't trying to do that. I swear to God, that was sorry. Right. Was not trying to rekindle that storyline. His career has been riddled with people that just don't give him credit when he does all these miraculous things. Three super speedway wins for any driver in their career. It uh, should prove to you enough that they have enough skill uh, to do that. And he proved it tonight, and I am i was elated that he won. Um, let's go to the finish, because that was getting some hate on it. What's your thoughts on ending under yellow?
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's the policy. Like, that's how it's been. That's how it's been for a long time. Uh, it's
0: really dumb that it's, okay, we can go two laps, and if we – don't get back to the line we'll restart the race but if we do get back to the line and still green then the next flag is what ends the race like I don't understand why that's an aspect of it but also like tonight I thought they pay slapped them a long time before the last green white checker. and if you're trying to get fans to watch the race I guess that's fine uh, technically we d- it didn't really ruin the race for anyone maybe uh Harrison Burton I don't know if he ran out of fuel or not but it didn't ruin anyone's race thankfully so yeah that's a strategy I don't hate but also
1: like it's a risky one what would you like to see in that you know what would you like to see happen in that I'm in the middle uh,
0: because I'm a big end under green I just think you should end under green So we don't don't race to imaginary lines. We race to one that is on the racetrack.
1: Yeah, uh, the only worry there is you. How many? I mean, how many times are you going to rack them up and do it again? Yeah, but at least we
0: (laughs) got a race to go still. Yeah. Imagine another overtime, and it's Travis Pastrana in a slightly damaged car against Ryan Blaney's Franken car. That'd be an epic finish. I guarantee it would be but I don't hate yeah. that. I think Stenhouse deserved to win at the same time.
1: Yeah, I, I, I agree. It is a little anticlimactic where it's like at any point it can be over. And the, the thing that I struggle with in that scenario, because I, if for me, it's like, that's how it's been and that's how it is. So like, as long as we're doing that to me, it's fine. The only issue that I struggle with in those circumstances is like they start crashing and one guy is ahead And then the other guy passes and we throw the yellow. That's where it gets kind of murky because it's like, you know, it's hard to say that. Who was
0: in second? Refresh my mind in the Xfinity race.
1: Oh, well, so you had... Who finished second, I guess? uh, Hold on, I have it.
2: Was it John Hunter?
1: See, and that's where, I, I think that's where they gave him the credit for the second place. Yep, so it was John Hunter in second. Uh, Allgaier was third.
0: Yeah, and I'm I'm sitting there like, <clears throat> oh, because he was inside the double yellow line.
1: Yep. Which
0: the people that are like, well, he's inside the line, that's illegal.
1: He, yeah, he definitely got forced you just down can't there.
0: Pass there, you can go there. Yeah. Said anything about that, so I don't know well, if it's because he passed under there or what. But Allgaier was ahead of him.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's. I, I was getting worried, too, because then the it gets murky. turned
0: around, hitting the wall. Rear wheels <clears> are in the air. But because the button was pressed later, like, Austin Hill got it. Yeah. Like, that's and where I don't like it. Yeah, like that's, that's that is where it to tonight, something. And I would probably have not liked. I, I hate how, like, hateable Joey Logano is. It's to no fault of his own. Maybe a bad interview on Pardon My Take that I can recall. Where he, but
1: that hair where he, though
0: he refused to be called slowly slogano i think you need to have some self-awareness and, and think that's a little funny um i, I didn't want to see logano win from a fan standpoint
1: well we're opposite on that one
0: i don't hate that i shouldn't hate you'll <laughs> know bad feelings his no. hair though yeah that's he got hair plugs right
1: <laughs> yeah actually as tough. a guy who
0: probably needs them, i i applaud that good for him
1: But now I, yeah, I mean, it's all fair and love and war when it comes to the end of it. Like I was kind of rooting for Logano, but like, I don't, you know, wasn't upset that he didn't get it. Uh, I I just, yeah, I think it's good for Stenhouse and good for that team and the sponsors. Uh, The CEO, I think it was of Kroger was actually in the media center and spoke tonight and just listening to him talk. It was, it was great to hear how involved he was and how excited he was and was he drunk no he didn't well he didn't seem drunk but i had talked about being with that team since 2008 and you know it just it's great to see sponsors be involved like that and not just write a check
0: yeah i do love sponsors like that and people that um are passionate about the sport it's fun to meet them especially because you know like they're why these guys are on the track um we need more people like brett moffitt in the media center post uh, and DQ Iowa Speedway win. I know I'm really bringing up some niche memories here. But
1: Brett, oh, it's just Brett Moffat every time. In,
0: there's not a better interview besides Ben Rhodes. 12 beers in.
1: <laughs> yeah, those are always good ones when uh, the Ben Rhodes one, Brett Kozlowski when he won his championship. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's some good ones when people are inebriated.
0: Maybe we'll get one from Keslowski before the end of his career. I was... Scared tonight um, at how fast the Roush-Fenway-Kaslowski cars
1: were. They look sporty. And they both leave Daytona in the top 10 in points. And I, I think that's a testament how much that team has changed in the last couple years.
0: Now, what if I told you that Rick Ware's cars both leave Daytona top 15 in points?
1: That Yeah. The, the a <laughs> couple good runs uh, as well from them. I was, you chalk up one as lucky and one as good. No, I mean, well, I, I, do. I, no, seriously, I, in all I, I do, but you have to throw in the fact, too. I mean, th- so those points go throughout, you know, all the duels and everything, too. So you're, it, it's a lot more than just okay, the finish.
0: Well, don't fact check me on that because I forgot the duels do pay stage points, which so, is so yeah, and that's, it's, that's, it's that's unnecessary. And just <laughs> I, I agree. Just, you don't need that. You don't. There's no. There's no rhyme or reason to needing that. And the, I. I guess the. The teams that managed their way in the top ten got some bonus points. I guess they're happy about it. They're not
1: pissed. But you, yeah. you definitely
0: don't need that.
1: Yeah. I know. I agree. I, I. I don't necessarily think that it's a good thing. But that's it where two
0: or three guys I drop back because they four all four guys dropped out of the duel run because they knew where they were going to. They knew they were clenched into the start.
1: Yeah. Yep. But I do think it makes it more impressive than that. You get through that stretch and you have like a Rick Ware car in the top 15 in points, because that means that throughout the duels and, you know, the both stages and the end of the race that it means a lot more than just, okay, you rode around in the back for 499 miles and then didn't die so now you're up there and you get points so yeah i I think it's a a kind of a cooler thing to say like you're in the top 15 of points because that means you've survived you know multiple races almost
0: yeah you're absolutely
1: right um thank you i like to hear that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so uh we have to now talk about the uh the worst part of the race. And that was um what I would call the worst Daytona 500 broadcast that I can remember watching.
1: It there there was a period in it where I just about wanted to turn the TV off and go do something else. It was miserable. Um we had multiple times where we had five laps and then a commercial five laps and then a commercial. There was even a point where we had literally came back from commercial. We ran two laps and then they went side by side. Uh, And I I think Mike joy even kind of knew it because he would literally say things like, you know, thanks to Toyota, we're going to go commercial free or, Oh, we're going to go side by side one more time. For a
0: second, second, I was going to credit Toyota all out to saving the Daytona 500 broadcast and uh, what they did was pay uh, for two minutes of non-commercial racing that ended in a Toyota commercial, uh, which
2: quite funny.
1: Yeah, uh, and I, I knew that's how it was going to be anyway. They, they've pulled that stuff, too, before where they're like, oh, we're not going to go to commercial or they'll, you know, yeah, it's
0: real. It, quick, it, and before we dive into this, <clears> I want to <throat> interject. The dirt fans have been dancing on nascar's grave all effing day and it's annoying as hell because they're the same damn people that would tell me to go watch a big block modified race or a ump modified race and i'm going to get a good show guaranteed uh and don't remember that you can go to a world of outlaws race you can go to a Ford Ten sprint car race anywhere and the track can rubber up at any racetrack in the country and you could have a stinker of a show it wasn't over two months ago that i was at the chili bowl and the c mains and b mains that's four races total Uh, took longer than an nfl football playoff game and that's four races of the 31 they run that day in the 55 lap or coming up after it to actually determine the winner of the week so if you're shitting on nascar because you're a dirt fan just to shit on nascar you're not helping one anyone want to get into dirt racing because they're going to see that and be like these guys just complain about everything screw them and two everyone that isn't a racing fan is looking at it like i guess nascar sucks too god racing stupid I, I there's no reason and they don't remember that they have bad races there too today though it was a bad, bad broadcast and i think that's a completely avoidable embarrassing mistake from nascar yeah I, and is, this is what i'm talking about tangent <coughs>
1: <and crap. laughs> no that's where my might... so i settled down a little bit <laughs> i do have kind of a beef because it, we see that on like the you had, local yeah, level you're, too. you're not you're not like a big dirt guy and all you see from dirt
0: fans i'm sure all you remember is the negative stuff because that's how human minds work they remember negative things far more than anything minorly positive so there
1: well okay and so from like my point of view i don't i don't follow a lot of dirt but like we will go to the dirt track. Like I have no, I have no problem with it. Like I just love racing. So I've raced on dirt before. I will go watch dirt races. Occasionally, you know, on TV, I'll, you know, watch some, you know, dirt racing, stuff like that, because I don't like, I just love to watch racing, but I've from like what you just said, and on a local level working at an asphalt track as well over the years, I've heard so much. Oh well we would never come race on asphalt. Oh, that's a joke. Oh, we would, you know, and it's it's like the asphalt guys typically also love to go watch dirt or participate in dirt because racing and it always seems like the dirt guys kind of turn up their nose and are always like, "Oh, yeah, fuck you asphalt guys." And that that has always bothered me because I have are just to it.
2: be holier than that. Right? Like
0: you should want more exposure you should want your stuff on tv and these guys will and it's not i don't want to don't ever think i'm talking about every dirt fan that's not. yeah it's not there's a specific 10 um and they will run their mouths left and right about it's like the cyhawk rivalry like todd blythe could have a baby tomorrow and someone would be like yeah i don't see drew tate doing that yeah, it, there's I, a specific niche group of people that will even
1: get that joke, right? And that's the thing, too. But that's, like, what, they, and, and that's
0: what they view NASCAR as is dirt's Iowa State and the Hawkeyes are yeah.
1: biased. And in my mind, it's just, it's just silly anyway. Because in order for racing to oh my goodness, in order for racing to succeed, we all have to work together to you know support each other and build it up. And it it just never made sense to me. And
0: the first part that. of that after we get Eldora to change their Kings Royal uh, in big race format right after we get rid of that stupid ass wheel and that dumb one day show that determines nothing but where one guy qualifies the day after right after we get rid of that we come after Fox and we take over the studios they're in a lawsuit right now so I don't I did offer I do want to say that real quick you guys need to give me some credit I offered anyone that they wanted to send at nascar on fox they did not reply to my tweet i said anyone can come on the show we don't want to grill you just want to ask some questions and they didn't they didn't even reply to the tweet didn't get a message nothing oh i'm sure not they I, know, I i would bait them into answering a question about the lawsuit going on right now and how much they know about that
1: talk about that because i don't know anything about that
0: well that you don't see fox news doesn't show on uh, kdsm anymore because they're in a lawsuit uh that they have to prove that they I think the I I don't know lawyer words so I'm gonna mess (laughs) up one side or the other but one side has to prove that they acted in bad faith during their election coverage Mm. uh because they had a lot of people pissed off that they were the first one that called Arizona uh and then there's whether they did it on purpose and drummed up a conspiracy uh and all this and that's a legal system thing I don't have any impact on, but I probably would have just brought it up to see what they said about it. Um, and that would have gotten them in trouble. So it was a smart move by Fox to not send anyone uh, on our podcast. But I did offer.
1: Yeah, I mean, so when they missed the big one, because, well, they didn't miss it because we were in side-by-side coverage, but... Uh... they went to side-by-side and we see a wreck <laughs> happening and did not get <laughs> anyone
0: on the TV for three minutes.
1: Yeah, because we had to Liberty, Liberty, Liberty. No, but that's, so then NASCAR and Fox tweeted out the replay of that wreck. And every single response was about how bad there, you know, the commercials and so many commercials and it was horrible. And I understand there's going to be commercials. I understand, but it was, it was way too damn much, way too much.
0: I think they're trying to buy the actual, like life-size Fox robot. Prototype with the amount of cheese
1: <laughs> something like that. I mean, why? Why do we have that? You don't have that in in like any other sport that I know of that they're going to go to commercial that much.
0: So this guy on Twitter, his at is at Kyle Smalley Five. Uh, his thread has sixteen thousand views. He kept track
1: of. I did see that
0: commercial uh, that Fox played today. I'm going to read you the laps and just notice how many laps. But actually, I'll read you the intervals. I'll do math while I do this. Do the math. It'll be more entertaining. Okay, we have ten laps into the race. Uh, then nine laps later. Then another nine laps later. Then we went thirteen, pretty big up, right? Uh, then we went seven and then eight, uh, and then seven again, uh, and then seven again. Then
2: five. Uh, Then nine, nine again. Uh, This is during the Toyota All Out. I remember
0: this. lap 95 to 112, big one, 17.
1: And that's because we had pit stops. And so they waited for pit stops. And as soon as pit stops were over, they went to commercial.
0: Yep, so it was then six. uh, And lap 118 was the second side-by-side. That's like 14 commercials in. So then it went to... Seven, five, eight, two. Uh, 2. That's fun. Uh, and then he changed it to to-go, and I don't care to do the Wait, that'd be 13, 12. I did the math. 10.
1: Oh, the smoke is coming out of your head. Be careful.
0: And 19, and then uh, during the green-white check.
1: My favorite was getting a side-by-side while we were under yellow. That was well, the kicker of then it. All going
0: too. back to it after, because we didn't talk about Noah and while we did the side-by-side ad. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy's paid for that. And someone was like, hold on. Why'd we do that now?
1: Yeah. Well, that was the thing too. So we, we got banned just like, I crushed over the head with commercials, but then, you know, every couple minutes too, it's, Oh, Bush is giving out money. Bush, 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 or Wendy's Wendy's. what? Like I, it was Even while we were in the race, it was just every couple laps, we were still getting hit over the head with it. Who was in charge of
0: selling those spots and why they sold so many? Money. That's all it is. No, but like NASCAR did not gain enough fans today.
1: How much do they care though?
0: You know, I would care a little bit.
1: I I mean, I would hope they would care.
0: You know, I... I'm sure they still made money. I'm sure they made a lot of money from those commercials you can't run Mm -hmm. that many and convince me that you're not making enough money from your commercial budget ad yeah he was entirely I'm a guy that hates complaining about stuff like that because we're watching the race on a cable channel a big one that everyone gets and a lot of people are tuning in because it's a big event I just want to enjoy the big events I think too many times in racing dirt racing NASCAR we take the big events, and so many people are watching that day, so we got to critique them uh, even harder, it feels like. Um, and I hate doing that. You could pay $300 a year to watch NASCAR like you do DuraVision for the World of Outlaws. And NASCAR fans would hate that. That's why we have them on TV. So you deal with some commercials. Today was flat out way too many. Well, yeah, commercial like 14? And there was 24, 25 total by the end of the race. And I'm, I'm yeah. sitting there at the first part thinking, There's no way this continues the whole day. Hopefully they're just getting them out of the way. Nope.
1: Yeah. I, I, I know there's going to be commercials and I'm one too, that like there's times where, you know, a race might be kind of, there's a lot of commercials or whatever. And I may be like, Oh man, you know, commercials, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's things that happen here and there that I don't necessarily agree with. And I might kind of turn my nose up at, but you move on and you kind of get over it. But like the, it was so bad today when you were missing like 50% of the race because of commercials, then it's not okay. Like at that point. And my favorite too, was I had a guy on Twitter tell me that uh, I should just go watch, watch the race in person. And I offered to give him my Venmo so that he could send me money for for the ticket. Yeah, Yeah. And he said, Oh, it's just not that, that expensive. You can do it. And I'm like, well, I don't think you understand, you know, the, the travel, the hotel, you know, all that stuff. Like, now, it, it gets if, you, pretty if expensive. you
0: drive to Florida from Iowa instead of flying and every downhill section of the highway, you throw the car in neutral. I don't think it's that expensive.
1: OK, but who's uh, to sneak into the <clears throat> race,
0: um, and yeah. not purchase anything, but uh, sneak your way under a fence or something and find a way to catch it like that. That's that's how you keep it
1: cheap. Well, and then now you have to, you know, take vacation or, you know, figure all that out too. So, but yeah, I just, it, it was, it was really, really, really bad. Um, the amount of commercials that we had.
0: Uh, hopefully that was a 500 thing. Um, and I, I hope my, my biggest hope I, no i don't want that i'm thinking about it. i was just going to say i really want nascar on tuesday to like adam stern comes out with a tweet and says nascar grossed 75 gajillion dollars from the commercials
1: they oh boy
0: it's on sunday but then i well, like, no. they're going to see that number and go we should do more yeah <laughs> this is
1: the way we make money now we'll just be side by side the whole race from now on (laughs)
0: honestly (laughs) like if but that's what it took if you could run ads the whole race and just have them talking i would be fine with that i just go closer
1: to my tv and but that's the problem is like f1 has found a way they're like our people don't our our race fans don't want to see commercials so how do we work towards that but then like here in the u.s with nascar it's like Well, screw them. Let's find a way to put commercials into more things. Like, I'm sure if they could feasibly do the side-by-side with ads the whole time, they'd probably do it. One thing, though, somebody unearthed the Mike Joy tweet from when stage races came out. And this was one I, I specifically remember them saying stage racing is going to limit commercials that we have under green and it's never been that way um they they have the same amount of commercials now but then we see that they come to the stage commercial come back say pit stops happen commercial like they have just added in more commercials and and it didn't actually change you know that's where i I know someone's
0: going to call me an idiot for this uh so i paid the I don't know how long I'm going to keep it. I'm going to try to listen to it more with my dad. Uh, but there were so many commercials, I caved and bought the 4.99 uh, access to the scanners for all the
2: drivers.
1: Which the only problem I have with that then is like you're listening to that in live time where TV's delayed, so then it's hard to like, y- you know. Yeah, but there's so many
0: commercials, t- I could use it a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it like, true.
0: Commercial, I get to listen to Travis Pastrana spotter. <laughs> it's going to be okay, buddy. We'll get our lab back
1: yeah and I would always recommend too, like at some point, everybody should try that out because I have also listened to it. It's great to listen to the officials and you kind of get a feel for one how you know the the teams and the spotters and the drivers all communicate. But then you can listen to the officials' radio too, and it's always like eye opening really cool. to it listen is,
0: it is a cool thing and it is worth your five dollars uh, even if you pay monthly. And you can pay the season long one for thirty uh, on the NASCAR app. Um, and I do like that. And their timing and scoring on the public. I always watch timing and scoring on the public links. Um, not that I think it's going to be too difficult for me to find it on the media site. but right. I want to see what the fans are seeing. And I haven't gone. And I think I tried to find it once and I was like, well, it's easier if I go to nascar.com and look up the leaderboard, but it was like synced and refreshing better than I've seen it before. So props to them for that. Um, but the scanner thing, especially if you have a favorite driver, like my dad and I, when we went to the races, used to always have to go to the racing electronics trailer and get the two headsets he paid $100 a piece for uh, to get them calibrated for that race weekend, which cost $30 per race. So $60, uh, unless there was a truck race too, and then it's $90, because uh, they just did not have any deals if you paid more. For whatever reason, that was the market, and you, you were either a diehard scanner person or not uh but now i mean you can get it for five bucks now like, that's great so the people that do like anti subscription and streaming thing and all that stuff there's positives out of it you just gotta look hard enough um yeah that's, yeah that's I, I, definitely. I found today thankfully to nascar's shitty ass broadcast foxes yeah. who do i who do i credit properly i
1: i feel like it's a fox issue i i truly feel like it was But uh, who, I, who told them to run that many commercials i like
0: if, all right, if anyone out there, if you know anyone that works in TV as a producer, um, closely to producers, if they want to come on the show and try to explain the situations and what would happen so we can get to the bottom of who's more at fault, that'd be awesome. Um,
1: if they, yeah, I'd love for somebody to come. If you end up
0: playing my podcast to people that get mad at me in Daytona, so be it. Yeah,
1: I'd love. I just, for... want, I
0: just want to figure out who to yell at, okay? And then I'll yell at them
1: after, and
0: then they can yell at me. I think well, it's that's what, I'm fine. I'm to... fine if
1: they put me in my place and they're like, "Well, this is why this is why it is." Fine, absolutely. Like, oh yeah, me I, your...
0: I want to yell off. But I, like on the podcast, I want to turn down all the audio as like low as I can and <laughs> scream at each other. Nothing more than that.
1: That's just going to be a special episode.
0: I'll, I'll put it behind a paywall.
1: Fox, you send someone on, on our show, Fox, I will put it behind the paywall for you. I'll give you all. So you do that. So you put it behind the paywall. Then the entire episode, it's just you and the producer going back and forth. And yeah, then you I'll just have more cuss words than you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, but then I'll just sit back here. And like every like 30 seconds, I'll just be like, Bush <laughs> or Wendy's.
0: <laughs> My five-year-old cousin won't stop texting me about Coca-Cola and says he needs to try it. What the fuck is that about, man? <laughs> So every, you did not need to show that commercial 27 times in the 24 <laughs> ad spaces that you had, but you still found a way to.
1: So my dog would be sleeping on the couch today and every time that commercial would come on, I'd look at him and be like, hey, hey, wait till he like sits up and turns at me and I'd be like, you need to try it first. And then he just put his head back down. It Oh God, it's just so annoying. The
0: only comments I saw about it were people are going to actively try not to drink Coke now.
1: Oh, it, it yeah, it to a point, it just enrages me like okay so the ally commercial they have the the racing themed ally commercials and it's to the point where i'm like okay screw you ally I, you're interrupting my racing don't say that i listen and
2: no, i don't know no, 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 we're <laughs> friends and that's you can't
1: trash that one they're good people hey it's It's to yeah, the point where it's like
0: is ridiculous. I, I,
1: why why interrupt my racing to show me racing? like I and I, I get it, and I understand it, blah blah blah, but like that's what always gets me too, is like when they go to commercial during a NASCAR race for a NASCAR commercial.
2: Yeah
0: don't don't interrupt my the
1: Yeah, don't interrupt my racing to tell me about racing, like <laughs> I'm here. You just, it alienates the, the fan base. When you do
0: that. All right. We, we spent a ton of time on this, but going back to pre-race, I was not wowed at pre-race. Usually I am. Usually there's four or five feature videos that they put together and they're great storytellers, all of them. And I didn't think we got any of that this year. I thought people want the college game day type of shows that comes with the feature story videos. And it comes with fun questions before the race that are pretty light that aren't anything they're going to talk about in the next interview they do in an hour on pit road
1: yeah i, 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 I thought
0: i was totally unimpressed with pre-race they had that uh graphic special that had all the old cars that had won the race and stuff and they start having them. they're going and they go off the screen i'm like i should have looked more at the cart and then they flash over to the completely special affected cars and they're, they're going way faster around those corners <laughs> than they go in the race i was yeah. shocked like why? Why are they all so much faster?
1: Yeah, they were flying. I, I think they could have really built up that segment more. Uh, but I'm mean, they yeah. like touched on everything? It was like, yeah, yeah. They made it to be one such of the big biggest NASCAR
0: and... moments ever. Happened in
1: 1979, uh, and they said, "There's a fight." Yeah, and then well, in 1980, because that was the thing too. So in that field of cars, they had like they had Cindric's car and stuff in, in that field. And then, but like they never even touched on that. So like I, yeah, I got, had most
0: of the recent winners, I think was the,
1: yeah, but then they never said anything about them. So it was like, then it, it just kind of seemed out of place. And if
0: you would have gotten a second win last year, then they would. Yeah. That was, was the price you pay. <clears throat> you get it written out of that two minute video.
1: Pretty much. Well, that's what now two out of the last three Daytona 500 winners have only won one cup race and uh
0: don't make me cheer for michael mcdowell to write my (laughs) don't don't make me do that like so the the fan side of me uh you have to know me i promise there is no bias in my writing uh but there is a fan side of me to where i have completely irrational Reasons to cheer for people like Landon Castle wasn't re-signed at Front Row, but Michael McDowell has been every year he's been there. And I thought, Lan- I think Landon Castle is a better driver than a lot of people. That may be a fault in me. Hand up.
1: Uh, no, and I mean you if no, you look it,
0: at, yeah, I'm totally right.
1: Fun fact about Landon Castle: he was literally picked up at his high school graduation by helicopter by Rick Hendrick. Like Rick Hendrick literally picked him up after his high school graduation and helicoptered him to charlotte like that's the most badass thing okay yeah and it, like at one I point to,
0: i want had, those landon castle stories because every time i talk to him i feel like i'm like a starstruck fan that's <laughs> he's, probably he's what he thinks cool of dude. me as because i always tweet him just like landon castle qualified 16th today everyone that's really good
1: yeah he's, that's he's, how, he's, a, he's yeah,
0: just for the guy he's a wheelman
1: but at one point i don't know i don't know if it's still true or whatever but he had the like test record at Michigan um, when That's I think it was like the but, like, so but he he was in charge of literally testing Hendrick cars. Yeah, you know, yeah. and it's like so he just has never got his chance. I was upset that he didn't do better at Colleg but Colleg didn't really have the best season last year in general. So yeah, it's. It's I
0: blame uh everyone that didn't invest in Victorian coin coin. Well, you know, no, that Voyager, that's what it was called.
1: There is a lot more issues than just that with it, but I really hope he made enough money last year. I hope that's so what too. I want to ask him about the most. So what and do I mean? don't I don't know if you know this or not. But that is the one thing about Lena Castle. So he has always been a you pay me to race for you, I will not bring money to race. And that's fair. And
0: that may maybe a fault. So, not, but not a fault. You see what I mean? Like,
1: yeah. And I don't know if you know Riley Hurts in
0: the Daytona Five Hundred <coughs> there Dare I bring up another name we can dunk on? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm dude. By the end of this, I'm gonna piss off every fan base in the world. It's this all right. podcast we it. will end when I've pissed off everybody, and I got a
1: list. So from what I have heard in the past, though, and I I don't know this to be absolutely certain, true. I hope it is. But there was a point right before Stenhouse, I think, where uh, Roush went to Landon and said, I want you to come race full time cup. Here's, you know, the amount of money that we need from you in sponsorship or whatever. And Landon turned it down because he said no. I'm going to get paid to race for you. I'm not going to bring money. And so he didn't go race for Roush Fenway. No, that's a cool thing. For that reason. That's cool. And you. Oh. you gotta, you gotta give kudos to him. If that's the case, you know, he's always You've stuck to, to his, his house. guns he, pretty comfortably, right? I've not been to his house. No, just kidding, screw with you. <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, Jeremiah's so outside chance. <clears throat> you were Jeremiah. Yeah. Jeremiah probably has. I'll, ask, <clears throat> I'll just ask Gooden. There you go. That he'd be a good one to ask for that. Yeah.
0: If we do a landing castle officer, I might bring him on.
1: Oh, there you go. Put that one behind the paywall too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> any podcast behind the paywall, even a Fox one. I, I just said that earlier because I knew they wouldn't. They're lazy, so they wouldn't listen this far back in the show.
1: I I can understand that. Yeah. It's it's been ten minutes. There's no <laughs> to listen. All right. Um You did talk about uh, beforehand. The the Richard Childress Racing uh, split up.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, the scene is there's going to be a green white checkered. It's the first one, um, so it's like the original lap one ninety nine and two hundred. Which like give me a second Adderall of the day to figure out what lap they're on in overtime. Can we just call? I don't, sorry, that's separate gripe. People get really pissed off, but I understand it because they ran ten pace laps between the first green white checkered and the second one that ended up finishing the race. I don't know why. Um, so it's going to be a two lap shootout and whose idea was it to split up
1: the teammates? So I actually did listen to a little bit of like, I've seen a little bit of the radio chatter on it and I, I understand kind of what they were attempting to do. Um, the team basically talked about instead of, you know, lining up with each other, they actually talked about doing the split and Kyle Bush agreed on the radio that it was probably going to be their best shot because rather than having them push and have to compete with that outside line, they felt like it was going to be better that they could both control both lanes. Cause we didn't see any three wide, you know, it was, it was basically going to be inside and outside lane. So they felt like it was their best shot to, to, basically control those lanes and kind of go from there um, especially once they had those chevy groups i mean it almost did end up kind of working out for them the timer, you're giving where they had
0: that far too much credit and I, you're drinking the well you know,
1: that's but the, here's the deal i i don't care about chevy at all so this is not like a biased take but they they thought it was going to work out better for them to control both of those lanes um and you know then kind of I have two there.
2: questions for you. Okay. So they they split up the cars to control both lanes. Yep. And what happened right after the start? Well, Kyle slowed a little bit. <clears throat> so yeah. That
0: Austin could get in front of him or vice versa. I forget which order it was.
1: Yeah, and didn't I mean didn't So if the you're going to do behind, that anyway. Let me tell you.
0: What you could have done instead. That's just line up in front and back of each other. I it was so dumb because I'm like, that's I'm looking at my dad, I'm like, this is what they're saying on the radio, this is nuts. And it could end up being a really strategic call, I guess, but like I don't think
1: that's gonna work. Well, it just it makes a difference though, in like no,
0: if you if you're pulling up and you're here. And five seconds into the run, you go front to back. Well, yeah, but here's well, my question. Why wouldn't then, you just start
1: front to back? Okay, so. It doesn't so, make any sense, Caleb. I put, your, put your, listen, breathe. So here's what you need to think about. If the outside guy restarts and moves down, where's that outside line then? <laughs> they're a, them? They're. That's
0: what happened. They went past them. Well, only very, if getting very the quickly they went past them. The guy pushing the guy next, uh, the guy was Logano. So I was trying to say it without saying his name. But the guy pushing Logano <laughs> is William Byron, who has like the fifth fastest car in the, on the track. He's been pushing
1: everybody all day. I just, I, yeah, I, I think in their head,
2: so I'm screaming. Man.
1: I think they're in their head. It, it's better to then pull down and have that outside lane be a little further back so they can generate the momentum rather than have them already starting up next to them. And in my mind, it makes sense. Uh, Doesn't mean that it's going to work out that way, but it's, I think in their head, it was, you know, what they thought was going to work out better rather than having those guys start alongside of them, try to at least, have them back a little bit but that outside lane just got a huge run
0: i'm not a thousand percent against the move only 990 <laughs> percent.
1: well there you go all
0: uh, right damon did give me a shout out on twitter Thanks, <clears throat> man. uh congrats on hopefully another good day of bowling. i haven't texted him back he texted me a novel uh and i've been trying to read it as we do the podcast it's not working uh, adhd brain is going haywire up here uh, but he said who other than connor predicted travis Pastrana to lead in the Daytona 500. I predicted it. I did. I will brag about that till the day I die.
1: With, with just that one lap, right?
0: Laps 39 and 40. Oh, boy. Yeah, his spotter was like, that's on me. Did not mean to have you do that, but you let a lap in the
1: 500. Well, that's what I wondered too, because I, I was talking to my friend and when he was out there leading, I was like, why would they not pit? Why would they be out all along their lonesome? And my friend was like, oh, well, they just did that to lead a lap. And I'm like, you don't intentionally lose the draft just so you can say you led a lap. Like you, you'd screw yourself out of the 500 potentially because you want to lead a lap. No, you, you don't do that.
0: And I do I do know that, so Travis, if you guys don't know, Travis raced uh, six modified nights at Volusia. I think one got rained out, so maybe five. Uh, but with Dirt Car Racing, which is kind of like the subgroup, it's under World Racing Group, which owns the World of Outlaws, and they kind of sanction everything uh through the week at volusia uh but it's it's a way uh for them to get modified racing down there um and they do it all year uh with different drivers and stuff i i'm not massively huge on modified knowledge but i did watch it a bit um uh, every travis pastrana tweet i had i think mike hess and casey schumann from world racing group were replying to him uh and i he won one of those races i think he, he called it, he called it the f main or the e main or something um and i'm not sure if that's how they qualified the cars and put the bottom 20 in the first race and the next 20 in the next one. i'm not sure if it was like that uh per se but i would assume their competitiveness uh would even out to uh, where their skill levels at a little bit that was the first time travis drove a modified down there but to me it seems like he made a pretty big impact on them and they're great people too i know i said the thing about the world of outlaws and uh a track rubbering up that's just a thing that happens right um wasn't meaning harm to them but those two guys great people uh that just kind of told me that you know travis reassured you that it's like the never meet your heroes thing like no travis Ricky stenhouse pretty good people
1: Yeah, I remember meeting Travis when he was competing in the Xfinity Series in Iowa Speedway. And I, I just, the only way to describe him is goofy. And, like, that's in no way a bad deal. Like, he is just. He's he's bright and fun and like he is just a goofy dude. But it is it's such a good way and it was good to see him come in and be so excited to make the five hundred. And then afterwards, he was so excited about how he did in the five hundred. And I we we need more of that. We need more of the the IndyCar NASCAR crossovers. We we just we need more of that personality. Um, one thing too, I did get a. You are right from Damon as well. So I'm like two for two. I'm doing good today. You were talking about on mute? No, I was not actually. I was dying. So last car on Brock, Brock Beard tweeted earlier today. Some of his
0: stats ticked me off. (laughs) So, but he tweeted. Man, sometimes it doesn't matter who finishes last. I'm going to
1: let you know. Like, it does not matter. I would agree. So he tweeted, waiting it's for Fox, <laughs> he said, waiting for Fox to come up with a side-by-side format where they can play two commercials simultaneously.
0: That would be funny.
1: <laughs> so we we go side-by-side and everybody thinks they're going to still watch the race, but it's actually like Liberty commercial and a Coca-Cola commercial at the same time. <clears throat> God. So yeah, I was, I was dying when I was reading that.
2: Um.
0: Now that does bring me because you said uh we need more indycar and nascar crossover and i have more open invites to dish out just because i know no one will ever answer them that's the beauty of it floyd mayweather fight me anytime you want oh, your boy. rules don't care fight me what floyd mayweather did to connor Daly this weekend should be against the law
1: it was yeah he it was upsetting in
0: prison, jail and uh whatever the timeout area is at like the most rundown preschool in america
1: it, it was bad when, when i saw that car come out and the way that it was bouncing oh my lord and that's on tony uri like
0: i did no no, no 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 no
1: no listen all they did was take out the packers and then it was a lot better i mean don't don't get me wrong part of but, that is no practice
0: uh, that's an actual yeah. thing. Denny Hamlin has spoke about it. Also, the people that don't like Denny Hamlin, buddy, pal, listen to me. Having him, a current driver, a young, younger than like rusty old owner, Roger Penske, not to insult Roger because he's fantastic. When I talked to him at the Iowa Speedway thing a year or two ago, great guy. You want a current driver in the series who's not out of his prime, and he's owning a team and investing in the sport that's what you want you need his perspective you should love that Denny Hamlin's an owner Denny Hamlin said they wanted less practice at super speedways the caveat to it is they didn't want less practice for the Daytona 500 right but NASCAR seems to be way too uniform in a lot of their rules like we had stages at road courses stupid you know things that we could look at when we implement
2: something that hey maybe we don't need it there you need well, practice before the daytona 500
1: well and okay so we got practice for the 500 but i think where they really did them a disservice was you didn't give them practice for the duels which is a race it's a race like and so you have these You know, and I know the money team is, it's not a new team, but like you have these, these new drivers and these new teams and combinations and rookies that have never drove a cup car before, and they're going to go out and qualify and they're going to go out and have a race with no practice to start the season. If this, if the Daytona 500 was ran in like a June, July, okay. Okay. Then maybe not so much, but when you're coming out of the gate first thing in the season and you're not going to allow them to have a practice, that's where the, the problem is.
0: I get it. Ultimately, I thought he ended up being fine to everybody else except for Connor Daly because he was in the number 50 car. <clears throat> and you know who was offered to drive the number 50 car, Caleb? Elio Neves my- was going to be in that car this year. Yep. Yep. Elio Navas did not want to drive the money team racing number 50 car. Do we know why? It's because the man that touts himself as the guy with all the money in the world, has piles and piles and piles of money and once fought a YouTuber got his ass kicked and tried to get the YouTuber disqualified in the fight. That guy. That guy couldn't put enough money into the car to make it run on pace with other cars. What are you doing?
1: Well, I think he
0: has to race more races in that car. He could hurt himself. Yeah. I feel so bad for Connor. I'm pretty sure the deal's already done. And he's just thankful that he gets to race in it. But that couldn't have been fun. He was saying it on his radio. I didn't know it was going to be this bad.
1: Yeah, it, it was It was pretty bad. Maybe you'll I mean,
0: use the money that you get a lot of money. You get more money than any other race on the schedule for racing in the Daytona 500. Like you finish 40th at Daytona, you get $40,000 than if you finish 40th at California next week. And so on every other race on the schedule. But Floyd Mayweather is supposed to already have the money.
1: But is it a lack of money or just a lack of not knowing? I don't
0: know. And I don't want to make fun of him for not being able to. <laughs> I do know he's 5'8", and I would beat the crap out of him. Oh, boy. Key fight on skates, drop the gloves. I'd take him any day. Just because of how pissed I am that Conor Daly, who is one of the most likable dudes, and that's IndyCar's problem, they don't have enough villains. Give me more like douchey frat kids in IndyCar, and maybe the popularity will soar. I don't know. But Connor's a great dude. I talked to my Iowa uh about his podcast and stuff last year and everything he's doing. Um he was more infatuated that I was also named Connor. He was amazed by that.
1: <laughs> I'm kidding. Different no. difference different spelling though. His I is cooler because so only one word
0: him today, the other night, uh, qualifying when he couldn't even take a photo in the middle of the world center of racing picture. And then they had him do it during the day, which I was like, that's just really insulting. Cause you know, so photos taken at night, but man, like, I, I just hate that that dude owns a team and can't do anything with Tony Yuri Jr. is a very good crew. He's Dale junior's crew chief. Correct. That's not a bad resume.
1: No matter, no. No matter how you look at it. Yeah, well, that's where I was like, I, I couldn't believe when they came out and he was shaking that bad, vibrating that bad. And, uh, you know, they took Packer out of it or, you know, whatever. And, and then it was better. I mean, it still wasn't fast, but it was better. And I was like, how how did we get, how were we that bad? But it, there's there's a lot to it. And hopefully they'll be able to figure it out
0: yeah all right um i'm sorry to anyone if i blew out your eardrums i try to balance it unless i can i usually don't get any complaints but that's why i tell you guys at the end of every episode let me know if you have a complaint uh constructive criticism anything uh to help us um and also if you know anyone in tv that can help us get to the bottom of the scooby-doo mystery of the 27 commercial daytona 500. i've also raised the number every time i brought it up because i thought it was 24. but nonetheless uh we had a couple questions uh austin keeney well here dirt fan dawson nice, nice kid does dirt updates for a lot of different series watches as much racing as i do not i don't say that about many people and i don't say it lightly i watch a lot of racing uh he says i definitely thought the live the five-hour Fox infomercial was good probably my favorite part Dawson's missing out it's okay if there's something there <laughs> we'll, we'll teach him. it will be all right uh Austin Keeney uh asks uh it's at Austin underscore Keeney on Twitter uh here's a semi-serious semi-trolling question are we sure winning uh this race is still prestigious Uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. I kind of said a bit on Twitter, and we've kind of talked about it a little with uh, Ricky. Uh, He now keep in mind Austin bet on the guys that finished second, third, and fourth. So Logano, Bell, and Larson. Maybe who was it? uh,
1: Now you're going to do that to me too. And if you would have asked me,
0: I'm sorry. I'll look at. I'll I'll get it here.
1: No, I got it up. Give me one second uh the busher chris busher god damn it you beat me still <laughs> well and it's like if if you would have like if we were just casually talking about it i would have been able to name it but now that i got put on the spot
0: I, well i type them up and i can't remember like 10 minutes later yeah so
1: my I my thing so personally, is personally
0: i don't think you can take the prestige out of this race no the i think that you is could still do to hurt it is put more commercials <laughs> in and i'm not joking when i'm when I say that.
1: I, I, yeah, I I still think it's prestigious. And the reason that I think that is we're saying that maybe it's not prestigious because you've got guys like McDowell, Sendrick, you know, now, you know, Stenhouse winning it, but. um,
0: Don't put all of them together. One is better than the other two. (laughs) At least Cindric has higher ceiling and McDowell far more to prove. So lower floor. Caleb, why are you joining on your phone?
1: I'm joining on my phone just in case my uh, computer dies. We'll wrap up in five minutes. We'll be good. Well, just in case it does right, die because right, yeah. it's low, but uh you, add you, me your in.
2: phone so it doesn't or don't turn on the microphone, just so it doesn't echo. Oh my
0: all right, the YouTube feed of this episode is gonna be fantastic because I'm just gonna seeing be great. Two Caleb's right now.
1: All right, no echo, right? We're good. Oh, you're good. Yeah, my my battery's saying critically low, so I just wanted to make sure. Um, gotcha. But I I still think it is prestigious because you do have that beginning of the season. You have that you know guys that typically wouldn't be able to win a race um, getting into it, and it's still there is so much hype and you know attention around it i mean it is still a very prestigious race it, we just have switched from you know now it's the the race that anybody could win and anything can happen so I, I don't think it's any less prestigious
0: yeah and like even the tandem days we didn't have really upset winners there you still had to have a fast car
1: oh yeah and it's you I had mean, to have
0: he... a guy to draft with too
1: yeah, you, and you had your moments where you had your Dave Blaney's, Landon. Those castle. races would just be It would be a parade.
0: Yeah, at <laughs> the it, end, and you're trying to move two cars as one.
1: Right. So yeah, I mean, I I still think the prestige is there. Uh, I still got super excited about it. Uh, you know, it's something that we all look forward to every year. And it's just, I think that the fact that, I mean, look, Stenhouse is probably going to get into the playoffs now this year. You know, it's one of those races where you just open it up and anything can happen. Anybody can win, make it their moment.
0: And here's what I say to the luck people my last argument to maybe get you on my side. Look at the last 12 Super Speedway races. Don't look at Daytona 500s only, because I would bring up that Denny Hamlin's won three of the last eight or seven, whatever it is. He's good. Look up the last. 12 super speedway races Daytona and Talladega I don't know if I consider Atlanta yet but if it profit if it benefits my argument then I will consider Atlanta so maybe look throw that in there too and let me know um it it is largely not based on luck sometimes it can be now you could argue that for a lot of races Dale, Dale Jr ran out of fuel coming around turn four at Charlotte once
2: um like that's kind of what happened landon castle was leading at daytona and because his crew chief bet on landon brought him down pit road because he said
0: as long as this rain holds off uh we have a fast enough car to win this race so he bet on landon right and that ended up kicking him in the ass because justin haley won that exact race well and then leading as the caution came out exactly uh, but it that's is, what they talked George about Yang's broken foot of my nascar fan career <laughs> as is any race that michael Lynette led
1: well that's i think it was hamlin that talked about it uh or maybe it was kyle bush or somebody in an interview before the race and they talked about like you have to have that talent you have to be talented at this race you have to have a good car But then you also do have to have luck. So it's not just any one thing. Stenhouse didn't just win the race because he was lucky. You know, they always have good cars at the super speedways. And he is talented at the super speedways.
0: It did not help today that every car on the track minus Floyd Mayweather's number 50, the money team racing. I don't even know what manufacturer it was because it was too slow to get on my TV screen. I don't I couldn't read the name that's not a joke you can take it as one if you'd like <laughs> that was the only car that looked like it was completely out there and it still stayed with the pack for 15 laps yeah so
1: I think that one in the 70 that
0: you have to have a car with a good enough engine when even Rick Ware is putting cars out there with good engines it wasn't that long ago where we were calling them a nuisance to the talent and props to them props to Cody and uh riley i know we already crapped on riley today but i do like how how many different sets of motorsports rick wears wrapped himself into and invested in uh and gone out and tried to kick ass that's that's commendable in every way that every way it gets this double caleb action i just noticed it again it's drawn me off
1: well you can kick my computer out because it officially has died oh okay. so. gotcha
0: that's why you're paused up there
1: yep um yeah so i mean and, but i think too like there's a difference where, like, okay, so the Rick Ware guys. I got build- a report.
0: I'm going to call you offensive, illegal, or ab- abusive. That's
1: there. You go. But okay. you know the, the Rick you, Ware what, guys. What do you mean?
0: Don't report. Oh, there's a big don't report button. I hope the YouTube broadcast found that and realized it's how I read stuff.
2: <laughs> the thing you know, so like- on the menu was don't report.
1: That. <laughs> yeah, don't report me. Don't get me kicked off Zoom. And we'll be upset. But yeah, like you look at the guys though, like, so the Rick Ware guys, I mean, their motors are good enough to stay with the pack and run and all that stuff, but you know, are they good enough to push somebody to the front are they, you know, that, that's what makes the difference overall as well.
2: Yeah, you're completely correct. Um, but
0: no, I thought the, I thought today's race was good. I'm excited for auto club. I don't know. Are you a big... What do you think coming into that and do you have
2: you wanted to talk in trucks and i actually just want to allow you to do
1: that i mean as far as as far as i i'm always two, about.
0: two biggest takeaways one from each race i'm going to check my sink and make sure it's not overflowing
1: <clears throat> i was going to say make sure that your sinks not overflowing well in the trucks um you've got zane smith already starting off the season with a win and i think you know he's gonna have a strong season so we're gonna you know kind of see how that goes i'm hoping it's gonna be a good it's year it's not overflowing
0: it. but it's very close
1: oh well that's not good
0: i got a second bush light too
1: <laughs> of course so we we've got that going for us and then uh in xfinity uh, this is going to be i hope a super con- like competitive year in xfinity um, where I hope we see a, a season like cup last year where we have, you know, 10, 11 different winners and just, you know, have, a, have a good battle where there's six, seven guys that could win a championship.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm calling for Brett Moffat to win a race. Sammy Smith's definitely going to get one done. Probably a road course. Um, Landon castle is actually going to get a chance since he's the best super speedway racer that any on anyone on colleagues roster uh that includes the guy that won the rain delay race uh, that landon wasn't the lead for don't mean to bring on an interteam team debate
1: here oh my goodness start that too
0: uh and then joey Gase is uh he's mcgruff the crime dog is going to victory lane whether you like it or not he's solving the fox mystery and uh he's going to go to victory lane and it will be side by side with the wendy's commercial
1: I mean, I would love that. I would love to see that for him. We're hoping to have him on in a couple weeks. Um, I can't wait. Joey's always been very nice.
0: I talked to Joey the same way I talked to Landon. Just, I cheered for him when I was a kid because he was from Iowa.
1: Oh, yeah. I've, I am, I've had several interactions with Joey uh, when I worked at our local asphalt track. Um, he was and very involved. He
0: used involved. To work at Hawkeye Downs. Uh, yep. He, he was the executive. He owned the track for a
1: period of time executive CEO management. Um, uh, but no, he, he made it a point to always come back and help sponsor the track and come race at the track. And, you know, so in doing that, I've worked with him quite a bit and he's, I mean, always a pleasure to to work with. So he, uh, we tried to get him on like last week, but understandably. So currently the know, dog
0: is his sponsor. And
1: you're exactly. you gonna get him on like within two weeks of the 500? No chance. Well, and then he, you know, had his working on his arca cars, working on his infinity cars. Could be the McGruff Twitter guy.
2: We, could he get, can
0: get on wearing the McGruff hat and is he allowed to speak with it on?
1: Probably not. Most like mascots depends.
0: don't really speak. Would that be a good podcast? And he just probably i mean his audio. <laughs> he would really looking like for the youtube people he's just sitting
1: there going like this the whole time yeah there you <laughs> go so we're hoping to have him and i'm, I'm going to be working my butt off to try to get you some other guests too and uh we will have take, some well, will,
0: i i like talking to people i tried to keep every interview light we've had some boring ones um no one has we haven't had one where we ask them what their favorite color is and they reply with gray I'm a huge part of my take fan. I've referenced him twice now on this damn show. Uh, they had Dak Prescott on, and got it was just going really poorly. So they asked what his favorite color was, and he said gray. That's it's just oh to laugh at. It was like it was super. It was super bad. Um, we haven't had one that I thought was incredibly uh, boring or. Went the wrong way or anything like that, so we've been lucky to do that. I like to keep them light, I'd like to get better at it, and the only way you do that is with more reps. So, uh, yeah, if you know people that want to come on, let me know. Um, and we'll get them on.
1: We're working at it. I'm gonna get, uh, hopefully, some some archer guys in here so we can get to know them. Give me and a, uh,
0: Greg Van Alst. We'll take him, I'm, Frankie Muniz, He's pretty low on the totem pole in Arca, so he he could come on at any time. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping to get get some uh, get some trucks. Oh, hold
0: crawl could get us Frankie Muniz.
1: Well, that's I'm working on Where's the getting... next Arca
2: race. Let's do that. We'll plan for that for sure.
1: You already know. So March 10th. Yeah, at Phoenix that's perfect you already know i know
0: i'll be in kansas city and i'm sure i'll be hammered by the time we get on the podcast and everything
1: so that will go perfectly oh boy but yeah i'm, I'm working with Carl. week jesus i'm working with carl to get get some uh work done there and reaching out to some other guys too because we're gonna start start up with our game
0: i'm wearing an alex Bowman shirt today because of uh my time in tulsa uh, and hanging with uh, some of the guys from alex bowman's uh midget team so we'll have plenty of people on i'm not wearing an alex bowman shirt for no reason today um excited for him this year i think he got better at play race or super speedway racing today do you know how many times i have to grab myself on that because i feel like if you still call it play racing you're just uneducated they don't use restrictor plates anymore it's not a thing it is just called super speedway racing now and I guess the debate is on if Atlanta is included with that because they don't break in the corners and it drafts but it doesn't draft quite like Daytona and Talladega Um, the only reason I would bring it in and say yes is if it would benefit me in an argument so
1: I absolutely count it as a super speedway at this point and hold on
0: I think the cars have far less run of momentum when they draft. The bumps are nowhere near as severe. And so my, my resolution to helping fix anything that's wrong with this super speedway package, which I love, I, obviously Chris Williams being one of them, some people
2: don't love, some people hate it, some people think it's boring. Because uh, they, I accuse them because they don't see wrecks.
0: Okay, fine what I would like out of this package is to change the bumpers uh, both front and back to be closer in resemblance to what the Ford bumpers are either that or go uniform with all of it and I don't know how much the manufacturers would like that I don't know how much
2: of an issue that would be I have no logistical leg on the table but I do know it did look like
0: some of the cars were getting squirrely if they weren't Fords, and the Fords were much, much better today than the Chevys. I'm shocked a Chevy won. I thought a Ford was winning that race, no doubt
2: about it.
1: Yeah, it just kind of, they, the problem is, it, it all just kind of goes to hell when you know you get down to it and there's 10 good cars running and you know, well, some of the... Like,
0: all day, if you were in a Chevy or a Toyota, your car wasn't handling great, and Okay, this is going to go against my argument. Austin Sindrick looked really squirrely. I think he had... Uh, Bubba Wallace looked really squirrely at one time after he bumped the wall, had to go to pit road and get a lucky dog to get his lap back. I think that was part of that. Um, There's times where Chase Elliott got a little loose. Larson got a little loose. Larson was sideways in the grass and saved, saved the damn race car. Uh, it, but it just... It felt like the Chevys had a harder time doing that and i feel like we should have a bumper at
2: drafting tracks that is more it has more bump ability or like lock-in ability that
0: they can push each other easier and maybe right. that's maybe that's like i'm asking for the wrong thing i don't know uh and i guess at atlanta i would want that because they don't get the runs drafting at atlanta that they do at daytona and talladega In the races i watched last year the race is similar but it's not quite to the same level on any side of it there's no momentum you can get you can't be an 18th with five laps to go and win the race
2: right unless there's seven green white checkers i do like that there's no limit unlimited over time like if you ran out of gas you should have taken more but i'm still in the middle on that one i think we've covered a lot of topics here do you have more
1: I oh, think that's pretty much it
0: shout out to bobby pierce have a start to the uh, world of our season for him after what happened the first two races of the year some late model talk for you i think it's too early to draw conclusions late model wise jonathan davenport's fast again it's not may yet we haven't we haven't had a really really big race yet um but I'm excited for late model season. Sprint car season is going to be fun. Uh,
2: Brad Sweet had a nightmare of a week at Volusia last weekend. I t- can't think that continues, but we're not going
0: to see it until uh, bike week up there. But I love that they're doing Volusia right after the AMA Supercross race at Daytona. That's one of my favorite events one, Favorite events of the year. I'm excited for that. Um, speaking of Supercross, Chase Sexton fucked up again at
1: the end of the race so do you watch supercross kill I very little watched it I did see some of the controversy you should Jet
0: Jet Lawrence uh 250 rider he's from Australia very cute um anyways Chase Sexton is known for screwing up late in the race and making a big mistake uh that prevents him from getting the win um now He has gotten a win already once this year, but he's had four different races where he's been in the lead and made a mistake. And I think his finish is not in the right order here. Or like first, second, 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 fifth, fifth in seven races. So he's going to be a contender for the title at this point. We had 10 races to go in the season, I believe. Um, And then it goes outdoors and then they do the hybrid, uh, chicagoland speedway and charlotte drag
2: strip in la coliseum i do like that they made it a year-long sport though i'm excited for that
1: yeah i mean i, I think it's cool to see especially with them being down there too right now like at, and with volusia like i think it's so cool to kind of that area is just huge. we need monster right trucks now.
0: at daytona next weekend so that we can have something in the middle and then we can have speed months
1: there you go there you go. You should oh, just God. never
0: leave Florida.
1: Yeah, it just everything has to be in Florida from now on. Well,
0: and you throw in like a gator race in between. Oh, God, you could paint them like <laughs> cars, and just I don't know, put like a big piece of meat wearing a Danica Patrick shirt or something.
1: I've I've seen many a big pieces of meat wearing Danica Patrick shirts. I don't know how
2: to take that. I really don't. <laughs>
0: I
1: have to end on that. There you go. I have I have ended the podcast. Any all right, one any bold predictions for the rest of the year? Oh man. <clears throat> I I think Kyle Bush is going to have a a really good year. I don't know how bold that is, but I think he is going to have a a strong year. Like we haven't seen him the last couple. Um
0: oh, if he keeps being so team. Team helping, he's not he's
1: gonna throw away a lot more wins than he did the <laughs> Now it, it it's gonna be interesting to see now that we start to go to some quote normal tracks, um, you know, what he's gonna have for speed compared to what Richard Childress Racing has had the last, you know, couple years. So <clears throat> but you know, we we've seen too, like Redick knocked off a couple wins and I mean he was fast last year. So they should be able to pick up and, and start running right away um
0: i think you know get confused with tyler reddick and ty gibbs if you saw that tweet sorry screw up but yeah from away that, that was tyler reddick and not ty gibbs <laughs> that were gotten that first rack uh
1: well and that's what's funny too is so you had tyler gibbs and tyler reddick both driving monster energy cars one is the four five and one, one is one the is five four. four yeah
0: yeah um make, can we get ty to get like the monster logo but with jesus on top of it. Maybe they'
2: like
1: oh,
0: summoning it down with like a cloud of smoke. I think that'd be a cool alternate logo for Ty.
1: You you talk to him about that. Let me know how that goes.
0: Jesus had haters too, Caleb. You just don't understand Ty.
1: <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm trying to give him a new fresh start this year. And
0: if you were pissed off because I trashed your favorite driver on this podcast, tweet me, let me know, and I will come out with something good about them on
1: Wednesday. Yeah, but just know that we basically did it to a whole bunch of others, too, so. Well. We equally hate everybody.
2: That's not true either. <laughs> it's not true oh, yeah. at all. Okay. No, I, I equally hate I have everybody. I
0: opinions on people, and I know they could all outdrive me in a race car. And Connor, everything Connor but a monster hates- truck.
1: Connor hates all except for if you're Michael Lynette or Brett Moffitt or From Joey. Iowa, you're off
0: the hate list. I'll drink beer
2: with you. I'm wearing your shirt on Daytona 500 Sunday. Straight bias. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> let me let me know
0: when I when I <laughs> reveal that in anything I write because the podcast fans know my opinions on drivers um and i don't shot you know what i won't even mention the track house number one drive (laughs) because we. by the end of this podcast i'm going to say something bad about every single team in the entire sport of racing i wasn't if you're if you're a member of a team or a driver or anything and you're listening to this and you want to come on and defend yourself to me i'd love to have that screaming match with you you will win about thirty five seconds and it will give me I will get like one shot in and I'll be like, nah, he's right. He's probably way better than I think
1: he is. <laughs> I always just try to call it like I see it. And so that you know, there's there's gonna be days where I might look at one driver and say, No, they're they're bad for that, they're wrong for that. But then you know, the next one yeah, day...
0: dinger today. Ryan Blaney called him a gigantic fucking idiot or something on the i uh,
1: and I, I, I love I love Dinger. I am That's a
0: desperation a move. Thing. He had to make it. He got to the lead lap, and he had a position to win the race late in the it race. It was
1: a dumb. It was a dumb move. But it was a terribly dumb
0: move. A very but dangerous it, one at that, it,
1: and one we've seen work out. becoming more popular. So, yeah, I I was struggling. I, I, was, I was definitely shaking my head at him for that move. But
0: but it's got, I'm still
1: gonna cheer for Dinger. Oh, I love Dinger just the nickname i have
0: a shirt that just says the dinger number 16 and that's one of my favorite ones to wear too uh no it's um i don't want to hide who i am as a fan or uh personality on this podcast exclusively just because i feel like it's disingenuous to not try to relate to the people that are going to be listening to it i think it's really dumb to think that you have to button up stuff to make it professional because that doesn't make it more entertaining. It never has. It never will. From right, one looking at you.
1: And my my whole thing is like I I in the last several years have stepped back who my favorites are and everything because I've seen it's much more enjoyable to watch on a front where you don't your your favorite driver loses a race or doesn't have a good day or is struggling and it just ruins the experience for you. No, I'm, dude, I'm,
0: I, like, I've had, I almost had the worst sports Saturday, yesterday.
2: And, and it's, it's like, just I because, watch, because you root for people.
0: Yeah, I root for teams. And I go watch racing, and I can just watch a race.
1: Yeah. it's. I mean, I used to be the biggest Brad Kozlowski fan um, when he first got in the cup and everything like that and if brad Keselowski
0: then, ended up driving at hendrick motorsports i can say confidently that he'd be my favorite driver of all
1: time it would he'd probably have a couple he championships he had that too.
0: blog he did back in the day when that was like a weird thing to do it was like his podcast was his blog yep. and he did like his dream nascar schedule and put i won it twice and i said i love that guy and he, i forgot about it like a year later and i think it was the year he won the title and I was like, that's cool. Miller Lite car back in, back in championship form. That's sweet. And um, I thought he took a big gamble, but I, I did think today that, that when your cars hooked up together look like the fastest cars at Daytona of all places, that tells me, well, you can focus on one thing and get really good at it. Right. So yeah, as long as they can focus on other tracks and you get really good at them. I, don't, I think at least one of them make the playoffs this year.
2: I think if Stenhouse doesn't win a second race, he'll have at least seven top fives. That's a bold prediction. So we need six more or one more win.
1: Interesting. Yeah, but we'll,
2: did, we'll see. I was
0: trying to decide how confident I was in him, and I'm like five more beers and I would say two
2: wins. But I figured why don't <laughs> we just throw an either or in there?
1: I don't know. I don't know about that one, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, I think RFK, they were fairly decent throughout the rest of the year last year. So, um... people look at the points
0: and they forget that he had a hundred point penalty. Brad
1: did. Yeah, it, it, that made Chris a huge Chris but...
0: has never been a bona fide playoff driver. Now he has been in Roush equipment that we, me and you, would both say has been slow. <clears Yeah. throat> um, how good is Chris Busher? I really, I don't think we know. Denny Hamlin brought him up and said. Se- <laughs> most humanizing part of denny hamlin was on pre-race today when i woke up he's doing an interview and he's like did you listen to my podcast i forgot to mention him but i put chris busher on my top five list too first super high praise the guy that's number one on both our lists says that guy over there that neither of us have within two spots of our top five because i'd have him eighth or ninth or tenth I don't know if I'd put him in front of LaJoy. I really don't. But I, I don't think we know just how good Chris Busher is. I don't.
1: Correct. And I, I think you look at his performance last year and. I thought James can... Busher was better
0: for like four years. Sorry. Oh, we, this podcast is for the people that are our age or older. Yeah. This whole thing we've been doing, <laughs> memories That's the past three years. But keep going with <laughs> it because I, I like doing it.
1: But yeah, I mean, I think if you look at Busher's performance last year, I mean, they're, they're getting back to the top. And you have to remember, he did win in an uh, Xfinity championship too. So he's, he's had his, his moment where he's shown he can race and be up at the front and, and win races. So I, 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 I think they're going to have even better year this year than what they did last year. That's a low bar.
0: It's a low bar, but you basically it's said, hard. like. I think Iowa State's offense is going to take a step forward in twenty twenty three. I still think they're going to take a step forward. I, 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 I do too. Iowa State wise and RFK, but like that's all you said is they're going to be better. Well, Chris I, was like twenty fourth or twenty second in the standings last year, and Brad was twenty
1: eighth. I'm thinking that this year they are going to be. I, I wouldn't put a path to have them both be in the playoffs. Both of them.
0: Are you locking that in?
1: No, I'm not locking it in. I said thought I about,
0: a, I, we do a lot of predictions. I thought about keeping track of all of them and assigning a point value. Oh, boy. All of them through the year. And if you just miss one, you just don't get an opportunity for that point value. I, I,
1: there'd be a lot of missed points.
0: Yeah, I, we can do every race too, and have it each count as one. And then, like the big... see
1: what you need to do as we get a whole crew involved, then we need to start having. And then, you then we do like, bet at
0: the end of the year. We'll do that.
1: Uh, or a fantasy, yeah. Then we'll do it. Yeah,
0: get... let's. We'll brainstorm, and we'll we'll do it in the group chat, and we'll figure out what we can predict and put on a word document by the end of the year. And I'll have to go back to listen to the Chili Bowl episode to see if I beat Damon in Chili Bowl fantasy.
1: There you go. My, I'm going to, we're going have to have to do a bet <clears throat> two on how many Bush lights Connor drinks during a podcast throughout the year.
0: I'm only at three tonight.
1: Just tonight though. I mean, we've still had a couple podcasts. You'll have to go back and count. Oh, absolutely. So
0: it's the bet Cause I sit here and I get more relaxed sometimes. Sometimes it just fires me up. Floyd. Okay. <laughs> I'm confident I could beat him in a fight. He's old and st- and small
1: i'm not making a prediction on that if one. i
0: wore a shirt with a bunch of letters on it in different orders he would be so confused
1: oh my goodness
0: <laughs> i got nothing to say on that one I, hey i wouldn't make fun of him if he put one of my favorite personalities in the sport in a fast car
1: hopefully they can get there
0: you got a top 30 in the daytona 500 i know it doesn't pay a Sure. i don't know why i'm talking about like how that's going to help that team because i don't think it will i don't i don't think i don't it's know so who's money. making the decisions i know someone should be fired and if it's the owner of the team then i guess i'm a
2: chicago cubs fan my goodness we- we worked tom ricketts into this episode too didn't you connor all right you good
0: you got everything off your chest
1: i'm good love it
0: i hope you guys enjoyed this episode let me know uh go thank the carl auto group on twitter i tagged tag them in one of my tweets, uh, but make sure you go light up their Twitter page. Uh, we would love that for them, uh, especially for the intern that checks it. Uh, they don't tweet a ton, so you go blow it up, and the next time they check it, it's all always race day stuff. That'd be awesome for me. I would cry tears of joy. Uh, but Thank you guys for listening. Congrats to Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Top five plate racer, actively top 10 all time, dare I say just want to throw one more in there screw off Caleb finished right now uh, yes thank you guys let us know uh anything you want on the podcast what you want more of what you like what you don't like uh message me tweet me anytime uh and I will gladly listen so appreciate you all have a good rest of your week we'll be back with a midweek episode at some point uh we'll try to get a guest for you I don't know who it will be uh but I will let you know
2: When you listen to the next episode, we'll do that. There's no promises.